You're listening to a podcast series produced for the Global Initiative for Chronic Obstructive Lung Disease. GOLD works with healthcare professionals and public officials around the world to raise awareness and to improve the prevention and treatment of COPD. Hi, everyone. My name is Carole Lamotte, and on behalf of the Global Initiative for Obstructive Lung Disease, it is my pleasure to welcome Dr. Jean Bourbeau, esteemed respirologist, member of the Gold Science Committee and director of the Research Institute Center for Innovative Medicine, the COPD Clinic, and the Pulmonary Rehabilitation Unit at the McGill University Health Center, Chess Institute in Montreal, Canada. Today, we'll be discussing the remote COPD patient follow-up during COVID-19 pandemic restrictions. Thank you uh, very much for uh, having me. Uh, it's a real uh, pleasure doing this uh, for uh, gold and uh, uh, hoping this is uh, going to help uh, the, the physician uh, worldwide. Today, I briefly wanted to ask you about the upcoming GOLD 2021 report and how it relates to COVID-19 and COPD follow-up. The report this year, in addition to uh, an update based on the new evidence, has to consider the problem of the COVID-19 pandemic. This is uh, something that we, we have to deal with our patient, uh, our COPD uh, patient. And, and there is a, a new chapter, chapter 7, called COVID-19 and COPD. Uh, as part of this chapter, uh, you are going to see a lot of detail on the COVID uh, diagnostic a treatment of, of COPD, a stable COPD, and also exacerbation. There is an, a section that cover and, and guide you for a remote COPD patient follow-up, and there is a, a printable checklist. This is what we would like to review with uh, uh, in the next few minutes, and how okay, you should use and how you can do a remote uh, interview with the patient and, and use this uh, checklist. With a lot of countries now entering a second wave, I think it is important to have a system in place that facilitates clinic's abilities to determine whether a patient needs to be seen in person or if the appointment can be done remotely. What is your best advice regarding triage and prioritizing process? Our COPD patient need us uh, more than ever. Uh, the patient, most of our patients will not have COVID. Uh, they need to be uh, followed for their uh, COPD. What, what I would suggest is uh, that you, you prioritize. Uh, the process of uh, triage is, uh, is very important where you, you have to identify the situation where the patient and or the caregiver uh, can understand well the process being done remotely and instead of in person uh, and um, can provide the information that you, you need. I, I would say that regular follow-up for COPD uh, would probably be appropriate for most of the patient. Uh, in the patient also that you have a medical record and you have access to the result of the laboratory test, and uh, that you can uh, do a prescription and that a patient can access that medication and you can ensure a follow-up. In, in the patient where, uh, and or the caregiver where there is a difficulty providing information, uh, 
uh, this would uh, probably be more someone that you would like to see in, uh, in, in person. Any emergency where the patient need immediate attention or a severe medical condition, a patient uh, with symptoms requiring a differential diagnosis where you might need to do some uh, uh, tests, a physical exam, and uh, patient treatment uh, can only be given in person. Uh, for uh, these patients, you, you will have to do an in-person visit. Prioritization is key here. Uh, any situation of emergency should be prioritized and patients should be seen in the emergency department or a patient may require an, an admission. I would like now to bring our listener attention to the follow-up checklist for a minute. Of course, everything on the checklist is important or else it wouldn't be there. But in your opinion, given that this follow-up is being done, done remotely, are there any elements that have become even more important now? There are some um, elements, and I, I, I think there is an opportunity here, um, but pro goal providing uh, some consideration and instruction for remote COPD follow-up and providing a checklist would become the way that you would like to follow the patient in the in future and even in post-COVID, uh, either in person or remotely. The, the checklist provides you a guide, that not that you have to fill a, a, every section um, every time, but that guide that helps you in deciding, first of all, do you know well the baseline symptoms of your patient? Therefore, you're able to follow if, if there is any, any change. Um, any question that are more specific to COVID-19, um, obviously for the period here, this would be important. An action plan, and remember, an action plan is that the patient can recognize that the baseline symptoms are changing. Uh, is it uh, more than the daily variation? It, is there something acute? And, and what would be the instruction that the patient know what to do uh, if he, he recognized promptly that there is change in, in the symptoms? Recent admission emergency room visit will also be part of the history because they tell us about how severe could have been an aggravation such as an exacerbation in the past year and that might require an adjustment to the medication treatment. Then there are many area, what we call self-management, that you, you would like based on what you know from the patient and the caregiver. Uh, what is the patient instruction and the patient need okay, to self-manage, taking properly their medication, obviously, but it could be on other aspect of uh, managing change in their symptom during a daytime, okay, trying to maintain the good days and not only being able to recognize the bad days and what, what to do. Then it's important at the end of the interview to uh, make a, a summary Uh, and what are the main issues, uh, what okay, are the intervention and, and the plan, and, and make sure that this is what the patient agree has as a plan and that you, you are, okay, you can even ask the patient if the patient agree and what is the next, what is the next uh, follow-up. Very interesting. So now there has been a recurring question regarding the use of community masks in someone with 
with respiratory disease. If someone has asthma or COPD, will this affect their ability to wear a community mask and what they can do if they feel they can wear a mask? In, in, in general, and then I would refer people to, um, to the chapter of COVID, uh, chapter seven of the uh, Gold Report uh, 2021, uh, but in general, I would say that uh, what we know that the patient uh, can wear uh, the mask and asthma or COPD is is not by itself a contraindication. And there are certain masks uh, where there could be an increase in the resistance, but those are more like the N95 and not the procedure mask or the tissue mask. The people can feel an uncomfort, although they're will not be a lack of, uh, of oxygen. Um, and um, the, obviously the mask is serving one purpose here. It's if you cannot, okay, can maintain the physical um, distance. Uh, but if you are going outside walking and you're not close to people uh, or you're inside, then the, you, you don't need to wear the mask all, uh, all the time. What is the biggest challenge that providers are facing doing a follow-up remotely? And do you have anything to suggest to overcome those uh, challenges? Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. There are many challenges. Uh, I would say that uh, before you, you get to, uh, uh, to the patient remotely, the, the first challenge is uh, it's to have the patient. Because... Uh, uh, during COVID, uh, one thing that we've been seeing is that the patient uh, uh, stopped to come to the hospital or uh, uh, they, they're really afraid. Therefore, you, you really have to make sure that uh, there is a contact. You have to make the contact with, uh, with the patient and the patient has to feel uh, very comfortable in, in that new approach. And it has to be explained to the, the patient that you're doing an interview like if it was a, a visit and, and you're asking the patient permission uh, to, to do this. The, the second challenge, I would say, is um, it's difficult because you don't have the patient in front of you. And obviously, if you're doing that in Zoom, uh, then you can see the patient. That's quite helpful. But uh, for many patients, technology um, is, is a problem. Uh, and uh, then you may have to do it by telephone. Then you won't see the you won't see the patient. And uh, for us, it it is sometimes difficult not to be able to see uh, to see the 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 patient. It, it is important that you the patient is comfortable. That you he, the patient has to realize that this is a visit. Then and, uh, and because it's done in its own environment. Uh, Sometimes the patient get distracted. Then you, you, you have to make sure that the patient is sitting in a quiet room. If there is someone in the room that um, uh, the person has the authorization to be there like you, you would do in, the, in clinic. And the patient has to know that you're collecting the information and, and you're going to have a medical, uh, you're going to have a medical note uh, as, as well. Then keeping the focus on the main issue is even more important because you may not have the attention of the patient like you usually have when you're, you're sitting with the patient in an interview uh, uh, room. And at the end, the last challenge, I would say, uh, is, um, is uh, to really make a summary with the patient. 
And don't pretend that you know what the patient has told you. By making a, a summary, then okay, you are going to validate the, the information that you think you have collected. And, and then the patient will be able to tell you that this is exactly right, doctor. And okay, you, um, you can then uh, also have a summary of what is the plan and what is the follow-up that the patient has an expectation and feels secure that there is someone taking care of uh, of her or him okay? and okay there is a, a date okay and then you're ending on on this and and the patient know that even though this is the end of the interview there's going to be uh, there's going to be a follow-up and a way that the patient can contact your uh, uh, service or can contact you, depending of your uh, organization. Thank you very much, Dr. Bourbeau, for speaking with us today. I think healthcare professionals in the respiratory field will indeed find this information very useful. Please visit the GOLD website at goldcopd.org for our up-to-date, evidence-based reports, as well as other useful guides, documents, and resources. If you are a healthcare professional interested in gold resources for your hospital or healthcare system, or if you have ideas for new resources, please email us at our website at goldcopd.org. Thank you for listening and for sharing in our mission to reduce the global burden of COPD.